Hey beauties, welcome to Simple Beauty Naturals podcast, your one-stop shop for all things natural beauty. I'm your host, Aja Yasir, and I'm the founder of Simple Beauty Naturals, your natural skincare and cosmetic system. And you can check us out at simplebeautynaturals.com. We make products, especially for hypersensitive skin, They're all natural, they're unscented, and they're great. Let me tell you something that you may not know about me. I am a podcast fanatic. And it's getting worse. This problem is getting worse and worse and worse. Because I'm always finding new podcasts. and I'm always drawn into these wonderful shows. I've been listening to podcasts for a long time. I've been a podcaster on, I was a podcaster on Live 365, oh my goodness, way back in 2005. So it's been a long time and my problem is getting worse and worse and worse, but I love business podcasts. I love them. And let me tell you one of the shows that I absolutely love. This is actually one of my favorite shows. I don't know if I told the host that this is one of my favorite shows, but it is. It's called Studio 78 with Nashe Snow. She has some wonderful guests on there. They're always talking about business. She has just great tips. And she also has another show, Can I Park Here, where she does with a co-host. But it is, I love Studio 78. And guess what? I was a guest on her show. And guess what? I'm going to let you listen to this wonderful interview she did with me. So sit back and relax and listen to me being interviewed by Nashe Snow of Studio 78. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Studio 78 Podcast. I am your host, Nishay Snow, and you can find me along with all of the notes for all of the episodes at nishaysnow.com. That's N as in Nancy, A-C-H-E-S-N-O-W.com. All right, so before I get into today's episode, which is great, it's all about natural skincare, but before we get into that, just two housekeeping things. Memorial Day weekend, I actually have a wedding to go to. It's like a two-day Indian wedding, so I'm just going to skip... Um, having an episode air. And I think that too will help me and give me like a little bit of time to like work on some other special projects that I wanted to release for nichesnow.com. So know that you guys won't hear an episode next week, but I definitely have um, some great guests coming up in the month of June. The second thing I wanted to tell you guys is you all know I did that Facebook Live at the beginning of May talking about how to get organized to make space for your passions. Well, I mentioned in that episode that I would kind of create some just some simple sheets to help people map out like what their current schedule is, the things that they want to make room for, and then also to help them map out what that new schedule should look like. So I sent those sheets out to the newsletter this past weekend. 
And don't worry if you didn't know about this or if you're not part of the newsletter, it's not too late. If you head over to nishaysnow.com slash get organized, I'll also have it in the show notes for this episode, but you'll see the video there. You'll see the notes from that video. Um, But at the bottom of that page, you could sign up to get the free sheets. You just put in your name and email address and the sheets will be sent right to your inbox. And it's just a PDF that you could print out and use. And it's really simple. Um, Essentially, you know, it allows you just to write out like what your current schedule is. Now you can be very detailed and just day by day for the next seven days, like write out what your schedule is. Or if you kind of have a good idea of what your schedule is, you can, you know, pre-fill out all seven days. But I, I recommend that you like every day, like put in what you're actually doing, because I bet it's, a little bit different than what you think you're doing. But anyway, um, once you do that, there's another sheet that lets you write out what you want to make time to do space for, you know, uh, like the hobbies or passion or class or whatever it is that you want to make time for. And then the last like little schedule sheet is you kind of rewriting your schedule so you can figure out like, okay, after looking at my current schedule, these are the things that I can move around and I'm now going to have this schedule moving forward to help me make space for the things that I want to do. And I recommend like once you get to that place and you know like where you have those extra hours to do those extra things, like put it in your planner, put it in a calendar app or an online calendar, um, create reminders so you're like, okay, today between 6 and 6.30, this is what I'm going to do. Like make it as if it's like a doctor's appointment. You have to do it and commit to it. And I think that you'll find that you actually do have time and you'll be happier because you've made space for those things that you love. So if you have any questions or even even feedback on the sheets, like if it didn't help or did help, um, if you know me, I don't have thin skin. So please give me all the feedback and <laughs> just head on over to nashaysnow.com and just click on that contact button and shoot me a note. So let's get on to today's episode. So I have Aja here, and she is from Simple Beauty Naturals. And she talks to us about like her journey and why she decided to start this kind of all-natural skincare brand. Uh, and what's interesting about her is a lot of brands, I think, really focus on online sales. Now, she does have a website, and she does sell things on the website, but it's clear from this conversation that isn't where like most of, um, I believe like her income comes from, it really comes from her doing these house parties and these in-person events, her doing these one-on-one consultations. And that's where people are like, yes, you know, this is a great brand. This is these are definitely products that I want to utilize and that can help me. So she she just talks a little bit about that, how she got started and how she's been able to maintain because this is her um, source of income. Like she does not have a full-time job in this. This is it. And we talk a little bit about that. And then also she also just gives some tips. Like I talk a little bit about like my struggles with acne over the years. Like, you know, I had it as a child and I have adult acne. And so we talked about what products are good for that. And then she gives some other general tips too. So it's just a great episode. There's a lot of laughing. I really had a good time just like talking to her. And what's great is 
she actually found me from my other podcast, the Can I Park Here podcast. And on there, I mentioned my Studio 78 podcast. She shot me an email and was like, hey, I got this natural hair care product line and I love to be on your podcast talking about like my lessons learned. So thank you, Aja, for reaching out. And for those of you out there that know people or if you think you'd be a great guest, just shoot me an email and you know, let me know a little bit about your business and I can we can figure out like if you're a good fit for this podcast or if the person you know is a good fit for this podcast. Okay, so let's do this. Hello, everybody. We have Aja here from Simple Beauty Naturals. Welcome, Aja. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, now uh, thanks for reaching out to me. Uh, it's, you know, I love like all natural products. So when uh, you send me an email and I checked out your links, I'm like, ooh, this is perfect. Because I know in the email you said that you've listened to like the Can I Park Here podcast. And there was a season where we even did like all sustainable um, mobile uh, boutiques and fashion trucks. So anything that has to do with things being natural or sustainability, I'm like all over it. So I was really excited to get your email. Oh, I'm excited. I need to go back and listen to that. I haven't heard those shows. Oh, yeah. Those are like the earlier ones. So probably I think maybe starting at episode 30 or something like that. But you'll be able to tell by the title that they're the the sustainable kind of, you know, RV, you know, trailers or fashion trucks. But they were okay. that was a really cool season. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. But yeah, can you just tell the audience a little bit about you before Simple Beauty Naturals? Oh, is there a me before Simple Beauty Naturals? <laughs> you know, <laughs> because, you know, businesses can be so, like, all-consuming. So yes, they can. So who was I before Simple Beauty Naturals? They get all-consuming. But anyway, I was, I've always been an entrepreneur. Even as a child, I was an entrepreneur. But right before Simple Beauty Naturals, I owned a brick and mortar franchise. I don't want to say the name, but I owned a brick and mortar okay. franchise <laughs> in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And the business was going through, the overall business was going through some issues. They were being sued and it was just a, a big financial strain. So Mm. I ended up selling that business and I, like a crazy woman, moved to Venezuela. Wow. While I was, yeah, (laughs) yeah, I moved down to Venezuela and I ended up living near the cocoa plantations. Now I moved to Venezuela and I did not speak fluent in, I mean, yeah, I speak fluent English. I did not speak <laughs> fluent Spanish when I moved down there. But I packed up and I moved near, near, near the cocoa plantations. And initially, I didn't have the idea to start the business. But when I got down there and I'm using all of these natural ingredients because I have eczema and because of the business and I was going through a divorce, it was just so much. I had these horrible flare-ups all on my neck, all on my, in my scalp. Mm. And it was to a point that I was scratching my hair out. Mm. It, It was just, it was insane. So when I moved down to Venezuela, I started using these natural products and 
I was like, okay, this stuff is working. I've always been into natural ingredients and I'm a vegetarian and all of that. So I started using it and I just formulated the business and I brought it back to the States in 2010. But I'm a mom, I'm a homeschool mom, I'm a wife, all of that. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, so even before, you know, I just wanted to go back for a second because that's a huge jump, like Chicago to Venezuela. So like, what prompted you to be like, you know what, I got to get out of here and, and to like, just say like, I'm going to do it. Cause you know how sometimes people are like, oh yeah, I'm going to move, but they never go anywhere. You know, I'm all, I've been a risk taker. I think I'm, I'm a natural risk taker. And I always tell people that started when I was very young, I'm a swimmer. So Hmm. being a risk taker started very, very young when I was about six. I've been swimming since I was two. But Hmm. at six, this is when I had to start jumping in the pool in the deep end. (laughs) I was like, okay, what is this? I don't know if I can do this. So every Saturday, I would climb up the ladder at the pool, look down, and I would just start crying. I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. So one Saturday, I climbed up that ladder at the pool and I looked down and it's like, I had it in my mind. I am going to jump in this pool today. And I looked down a little, little girl, (laughs) six years old looking around and everything went silent. And I just, and I saw my teacher mouth the word jump and I just jumped. (laughs) And it's like every, every, I always look back on that point that period in my life. And I always think, okay, if I did that, if I could jump in a pool at six years old in the deep end, the the scariest thing I could even think of during that time, I could definitely hop on a plane and go to Venezuela. And I had traveled before Mm. and Venezuela was just on my mind because of what was going on in Venezuela politically at that time. That was during the Chavez administration. Things Mm. have changed now. It's, It's in a horrible crisis right now. Um, down there. But during that time, it was a little bit different. And I really wanted to learn the economics of what was going on with the Chavez administration and what he was doing. So that was my reason for packing up. I know that probably makes sense to most people. Like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I know because it's so funny because that is kind of what drew you there. But then you ended up falling in love with just kind of their kind of way of taking care of their self naturally and then starting this, you know, natural business. Um, So you get there, you know, you're like, oh my God, this stuff is working. I got to, you know, take it back to the States. So yeah, sorry for cutting you off, but yeah, definitely tell us like the story from there. So I brought it back to the States and I didn't know, initially I knew that I wanted to be a business where I can offer other people opportunities for business because I was coming from a franchise model anyway. Mm. And my, my background, I'm sorry, I didn't say this. My background is in finance and real estate. And I went to school for finance I mean, I really wanted to create a business where I can create opportunities for other people, specifically women. Mm. And when I brought the business back to the States, I was the one going out to the, I don't know, the farmer's markets and 
the trade shows and all of these events, just trying to get people. I was really testing the market at that time and mm. getting gathering new customers and gathering people who fans of of the business. And I just started improving from there. And then I launched the business as a direct sales business at that time. Mm. We're restructuring right now, but it was a direct a direct sales business. And I had people who were selling the products and I was training them. But now we're going toward the full-blown franchise model. So it's getting ready to be a franchise. But that's it. And I, wow. I think it sounds, as I'm speaking it, it sounds like it's simple, but it is. I'm sure it was not. <laughs> <laughs> I am so positive it was not. Because even so, for like the product, like, um, was it like that uh, you found kind of like the ingredients and then you made the products yourself when you got back to the States? Or was, were the people in Venezuela still making the products and then shipping it to the United States? Like, what was what were the like logistics of that? The first part, I was making everything. I was making the products, taking the mm. orders, selling the products, gathering the customers. I was doing every single thing. As far as people in Venezuela, right now I'm getting ingredients directly from farmers. So nobody ah, makes the products like in other okay. countries, but I do. We do get the ingredients from like Guatemala. We get coconut milk from um, Vietnam. So we we do connect directly with farmers, but we the products are made here in the states. But initially, mm. I was making, I was doing everything. Came up with wow. a training program for my my people. I was just insane. And then were you initially like uh, like making it at home, and then did you have to like expand like where you were making it? I mean, and it's so funny because people probably don't realize like how hard that is because you got to figure out like how many are you going to sell it in ounces. You got to figure out where you're going to you know buy the containers you're going to put it in. You got to figure out like the packaging and the labels. Like there's like I feel like there's all these little things that come with like producing a product, and you still have to like actually make it yourself. So it's like a crazy amount of work it's a crazy amount of work and I didn't realize when you're in the midst of it because yeah we had to I figured out the recipes I was doing major research like um, chemistry research and again my background is in finance I mean come <laughs> right. on I'm just, I'm right. like, what? But, yeah so all we we own all of our um our recipes and everything and I was figuring all of that out. But I did not realize at that time when I started and I had this idea for direct sales that most direct sales companies who do this, who sell products, you know, I'm not going to mention any names, but most people know what direct sales is. But most mm -hmm. companies who do this, they don't manufacture their own products. Mm, right. <laughs> they don't right. do that. And I talked to somebody with the DSA, Direct Sales Association, and she was like, wait a minute, you're doing what? You're manufacturing <laughs> the products, you're selling the products, you're training the people. That's a lot. But right. yeah, it was a whole bunch, a whole bunch mm. of work. <laughs> so how did that first, like, you know, for people, other people out there who, you know, have an idea or product or whatever, like, 
what did that first year look like? Like, what did you do to, because I know you said you went to like some of the farmer's markets and so forth, but you know, what else did you do to really kind of put yourself out there and sell it and then get your brand like more attention? You know, I kind of pulled, reached back to what we did with my franchise and jobs that I had. And I was just everywhere, everywhere because I was working in, you know, with the business, with the franchise that I had before, I had to be everywhere. So I used that Mm. same kind of mindset. So I would go again to farmer's markets. Girl, I would go to Whole Foods, and if somebody was in the aisle, be like, <laughs> you know, I make this. Like, I know, you know, I make these natural hair care products. Here is, or like natural products. Here's my business card. Yes, yeah, that's what I was doing. I was approaching people because you you have to let go of that. Oh no, what are they going to think about me? Right, no, you got to sell way. yourself, sell your product. Yeah, yes. So I was talking to everybody even at the grocery store if I was at the cashier line I was talking to the cashier I was talking to everybody and I had this in my head even after that first year I said okay I need to talk to a minimum a minimum of 20 people a day and that's physically face Mm. to face so everybody everywhere I was going I was talking to people but that first year I did a lot of farmer's markets. I did a lot, lot, lot of home parties. Home parties was every, home parties were mm. everything. Really? And, and they're still everything. Mm-hmm. Home, I did so, I, I swear, I, I was doing about 20 something parties a month. Wow. Yes. Yes. But but you know, that is like huge now. I mean, you know, even for like, you know, the fashion truck industry, um, I feel like the clothing industry, like places like LuLaRoe, I think it's called, like a a lot, is it LuLaRoe or Lula? It's like Lula something. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, but that's how they get their money, right? And that's how um, they kind of like bond with their audiences, like, having these different parties or having other people have parties for, you know, their product. But yeah, I'm just shocked, like how big home parties still are. Cause I remember back in the day, remember you would have like your Avon rep and then the Avon would come, you know, uh, to people's homes and have them like sample their products. But like to this day, it seems like that is still very effective. It's extremely effective because I don't think like if you're in a retail store, you're not going to get people to just come up. You know, you you have to depend on foot traffic. But if you're doing a home party, you're going to somebody's house. You have mm-hmm. referrals sitting right there. Oh, girl, look at this. See how this feels. And mm. it's just it's they're just right there and they're ready to purchase. So mm. if I had a party of 15 people. I can guarantee you the way that I was moving that 10 of those people were going to book another party with me. So that's how I started. I was just booking a lot, lot, lot of parties. And it depends on the population you target too. Like I would go and do parties with people who did not speak English. So Mm -hmm. when we were at the party, they were translating to each other. And that was a part of their cultural thing because they didn't speak English. They didn't really go out and shop 
with a lot of people because they didn't, it was a language barrier. But if we're in the, if I'm in their home, even if I don't speak your language, the people around you can speak the language. And it was a sensory kind of feel. It's a sensory kind of feel with the party. Mm. Now at the time, was this like, were you working like another job or was this it? Girl, I ain't worked a job. (laughs) 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 On a real, uh, you're in Chicago. Come out at me, but uh, girl, I ain't worked a job in about no. When did my last job was? This is 2017. I haven't worked a job since 2006. Oh, wow. So this has like yeah. been full time. And so that's kind of scary, yeah. I think, for people too. Like you have this idea, right? Like you you knew these products worked for you. You knew if you got it out there that people would love them and buy them. But I know like before, you know, it became profitable, it was kind of slow because you were getting the word out there. So um, how did you like survive? And like, how did you get through like those tough times where you're like, oh my God, I just need to make a few more sales so I can like pay the bills so I could do whatever. You say at the point, you get out there and you survive by sales. Mm. And my my husband, I'm remarried now. My husband is a salesman. Sales is everything. Mm. And I think because I did not have those comforts of, well, I'm making this amount of money at work. I can put the business off for a little while or I can only only have to work about two hours for the business. But my back was against the wall. So Mm -hmm. wherever I was going, I was selling and I was generating leads and I was conducting business wherever because my back was against the wall. And I think that's the beauty of now. Some people don't want to do that. Some people want to hold on to their positions, their jobs because of security, because of insurance, because of all those things that people need. Mm -hmm. But for me and my personality, I have to be all in have Mm -hmm. to be all in and my back has to be against the wall and I know that I have to make I can make it happen like that yeah and I I think sometimes you need that yeah yeah I would take orders before I had the product I would take (laughs) orders and make the money and then go and buy the ingredients because that that was how I had to work it right and you know can you tell people just a little bit about like the products you sell Yeah, all of our products are vegan or vegetarian. Um, They're unscented. And they're unscented because most of our customers have eczema or acne or very sensitive skin. They are plant-based. We don't use any essential oils. I know a lot of natural companies use essential oils. But we don't use essential oils because essential oils can inflame the skin, even the ones that we use to soothe, like lavender can thin the skin. Um, so we don't use essential oils. Everyone, we say plant-based, we mean that our products, when we say papaya is real papaya in it, or we say tomato is real tomato in it. So we started off with the facial bars that were, that are made with real fruits and vegetables and they fruits and vet because they're filled with antioxidants. So if you have issues with eczema or aging skin or um, acne, those antioxidants in those plants, and those fruits and those vegetables can help with that. 
And we also have our number one selling product is the Skin Souffle Body Balm, which is an all-over cream. It's unscented. All of our products are unscented, but it smells so good because it has mm. the cocoa butter and just a whole bunch of good stuff <laughs> in it. So <laughs> our, we we really focus on, on, we also have a lipstick line, the Lip Crystals. They're beautiful. They're all vegan. They're natural. Um, but it's really about pampering yourself mm-hmm. as women. I think we are, are trained to give, 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 and not give back to ourselves. So that's the foundation of what we do, like really guiding women, no matter their lifestyle of really, really taking care of themselves holistically. We're a holistic skincare company. We don't just talk about what you put on your skin. It's really about because skincare is holistic. It's not just what you put on your skin. It's your lifestyle. It's the water you drink. It's the food you eat. It's your mm. emotional state. All of that plays into that. So when we talk to our customers or when we are you know, doing the consultations, because we do skin consultations with our customers, we take all of that into consideration. And for brown skin, mm-hmm. I think that... People with brown skin, such as myself, <laughs> we, t- <laughs> we tend to use products that are not designed for our skin. We mm. we have it's a, we have different skin. Our collagen is thicker. Um, we have different blemish issues because we have a higher melanin content. So if our skin is traumatized, there's a chance that we're going to start developing hyperpigmentation, which, which is a darkening of the skin. Or if we have diabetes, we develop a darkening of the skin. It's called through hyperpigmentation. So we deal with ethnic skin, generally mm. ethnic skin, whether it's brown skin skin that has more reddish tone or more yellow tone. We deal with ethnic skin because it's a market that people ignore. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I, I think that's like so important. Like I'm like a person who's um, like dealt with acne all my life. You know, I um, even have like adult acne and I feel like over the last couple of years I've finally, you know, um, kind of got control over it. And it was from like tr- trying to go somewhat all natural. Like I use like tea tree oil, but then I still use like over the counter products like Cetaphil to wash my face. So I've been even still looking for like a natural beauty bar, but even like, like you said, like a lot of times I'll find like these natural beauty bars, well, they say they're natural, but really they irritate my face and they're really not as gentle. So it's like, it's it's a huge thing because I feel like there's an appetite out there. Like people want to take better care of their skin and they're looking for products for women of color, but they can't find them. Right. Um, right. So yeah, I'm really excited to like see your products. Like I'm on your um, website now. So like, it looks like that ageless papaya bar is something that's like perfect for kind of acne prone skin. Is that right? The ageless papaya bar is for acne because papaya is good for, because acne is usually caused by inflammation. So Mm -hmm. papaya is anti-inflammatory, but for acne, we generally, but papaya is more so for aging skin. Mm -hmm. Um, It it gives a a more youthful look. So for acne, we generally, um, depending on your skin consultation, but the tomato bar, 
as long as you're oh. not allergic to tomatoes. Tomatoes are absolutely great for acne. Are you allergic mm. to tomatoes? No, I love tomatoes. Okay. <laughs> I love them. Yeah, no, all not right. allergic at all. Yeah. <laughs> okay, because tomatoes have uh, an antioxidant called lycopene, and lycopene helps to um, get rid of acne mm. because it is anti-inflammatory. So lycopene is, our, our tomato bars are full of lycopene. And the volcano bar, volcano bar is made from volcanic ash. We get that directly from Hawaii. And the volcanic ash helps to pull the, um, the debris out of the skin that can be leading to the acne. Mm. Mm. But I guess, okay. girl, I'll hook you up. Yeah, I'm <laughs> like, this sounds good. Now, you said you do consultations. So it's, tell me a little bit about that. Is that like kind of part of like the business too, where you do like these kind of one-on-one consultations? Do you just do them when you do the home parties or like, how does that all work? Or people contact you via the website? Well, we're going to put something up on the website so people can book their consultations right there. Mm-hmm. But the consultations are one-on-one, one-on-ones, and they're generally done via Skype. So it doesn't matter where you are. We can do skin consultations. And they go through everything, everything mm. that you mm. can imagine that can affect your skin. Like mm. one, of the question that, one of the questions that um, surprises a lot of people is um, your yeast, do mm. you have uh, I don't know, so men don't want to hear about yeast infections, but hey, whatever. You so, know, if they listening, if they listen to this podcast, they know. So if you have reoccurring yeast infections and you also have acne, there can be yeast going on with your skin. So we we go over that. How is your gut health? How, Mm. how much water do you drink? How much exercise do you do? Because if you lift, if you have weight, if you do a lot of weight bearing exercises, there's a chance that you can develop acne, not saying that weight bearing exercises aren't good, but just know that you're going to have to have a a specific skincare regimen for that. So our skin consultations are about 30 minutes, but they're Mm -hmm. very detailed and we go over all of that. And if anybody is doing home parties, let me tell you, you have to do some kind of consultation, <laughs> one-on-one consultations at the end because my, again, my husband is in sales. So when I was doing the skin, con- when I was doing the parties, I was, you know, I was making okay money. But when mm-hmm. he said you need to do one-on-ones at the end of your party and you need mm-hmm. to figure out what you're going to be doing in this one-on-one. <laughs> right, right. And, <laughs> bro, he, that increased the sales of the parties by at least about 50 to 150% when I just started wow. doing one-on-one. Yes. Because it was yes. personalized. Yeah. That yes. makes sense though. Mm-hmm. Yes. So if anybody's out there doing home parties, do some skin, do not skin consultations, but whatever consultation, do some <laughs> right. kind of one-on-one at the end. But we go over everything during our skin consultation. Wow. No, I mean, I, that to me makes perfect sense because, and I feel like 
it's like even in my industry, kind of like the brand industry, like people will relate to me if I talk specifically about their brand or how they handle their social media, right? Because then they can relate and understand and then figure out how to change. So if you're doing one-on-ones, they're going to be like, okay, because now she knows me, um, this beauty product that she's recommending, I'm pretty sure it's going to work because she knows I have issues with X, right? Wow. Right. Yeah, that's great. Right. And it takes away the assumptions. Like, I hate when salespeople just assume, okay, you look at me and I have wide hips, so you just assume that I want to lose weight? No. Right. So it takes away all of those assumptions and you get to listen to what your customers, potential customers, really need. And mm-hmm. they get you get to tap into them emotionally because skin is emotional. It's an e- we've had people break down in tears doing skin consultations. It's a very emotional thing. Mm-hmm. So you get to build that relationship when you do that one on one. Like you just said, when you do your if you're talking one on one, you build a relationship with that person. No, I mean, and, and you're right too. It is very personal because it's so funny. It's like you can't, you know, I've gotten control of my over my skin over the last few years or so, but it's weird when I tell people I have an acne problem, they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, it was painful. Like I would, you might not have been able to see it at times, but when I would touch my face, I would have like, you know, like acne underneath the skin. So I would be like, I would hate to touch my face because it was so sore. So when, when you are dealing with things like that, when you see like a little glimmer of hope, (laughs) you know, it it, it does become very emotional because like sometimes you're just kind of like at wit's end. Cause I remember a couple of years ago, I'm like, oh my goodness, it's like whatever I'm putting on my face is making it worse. I feel like I got, look like I have chicken pox, you know? <laughs> so, so you know, so I could definitely see how people um, would get very emotional. Over the years, right? Like, how have you built like uh, this, you know, natural beauty brand? And, and how have you like scaled the business? well the direct sales was a big part of the scaling Mm -hmm. um and that's why we're going full-fledged franchise but the way that i personally had to scale the business was to not do everything i think women can do everything but we can't do everything (laughs) like right right (laughs) like i cannot I cannot make the product, sell the products, brand the product. I can't do all of that. So I, the scaling came from getting other people to help. And in, initially, when I didn't, you know, have the funds to get other people to help, I have a child who can help. I have a husband oh, who right. can help. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I so know. You're like, yeah. all hands on deck. <laughs> all hands on deck. Like, get other people to help. And you know that you cannot specialize in everything. Mm-hmm. My strength is training. Although I created the brand, I created the formulas for the products, and I still create, come up with formulas. My strength is training. So I mm. had to really, really focus on that strength. And I'm, I also like sales too, but really focusing on my strength was how to scale. And right now, 
again, we still do parties. Mm-hmm. Many of our customers are repeat customers and we get a lot of referrals and they go directly to the website and they purchase. And the, you know, podcasting scales as well. You you know that from being a podcaster. Yeah. So so at what point did you say, like, you know what, I need to start a podcast for my brand? The podcast actually started off, it wasn't under Simple Beauty Naturals. The podcast was called Glamour and Brains because I had an I had a co-host and we had different brands, both in the beauty industry, but you know, different kinds of products. So we started that in hmm, 2005, no, 2014, I believe. Mm. Because I think podcast podcasting is such a great reach. I think yeah. it's more of a reach than than Periscope, than Instagram video, all I think because you get to connect. Like Mm -hmm. we're talking to somebody in their headphones right now. (laughs) Exactly. Like they're in their car and they're like, I need her products. Like, (laughs) you know, like they're relating to what you're saying. And right. Like there's this connection. You know, I totally agree. (laughs) Yeah. Cause it's like, I feel like I don't know you. I've never met you, but I know you in Estrell. I know when I get up in the morning, I listen to you. So it is. It, 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 so you feel that it's a it's an intimate connection. So the podcasting definitely helped us to scale mm. a lot too. Yeah, no, I, I, well, clearly I agree. I'm on my second podcast. I mean, I just love it because I get to meet like entrepreneurs like you pick your brain. So, I mean, this, cause even for this podcast, it's like two part, like the listeners out there that want to start a product are going to learn a lot from you. But then the listeners out there who are just like, Ooh, I want to go all natural with my skincare products because, you know, either I have an issue or I just want to take better care of my skin will love this too, you know? So it's like reaching like multiple audiences. And I feel like a regular, I mean, you can sort of do it with a regular blog, but there's something magical and special about podcasting because when people hear someone talk, they can really... Um, I think since like the sincerity, you know, um, versus right. it's a, sometimes a little bit harder in writing. Yeah. Right. Right. Cause mm-hmm. you getting, you can get emotional yourself as a podcast host. Right. So yeah. they, they see that vulnerability. And so for the listeners out there, is there kind of like any kind of tips or things that they need to, you know, I, I have a two part, like I'll start with the business side, but then I'm going to go just with like, just using natural products, but I'll start with just the business side. Like if someone out there is trying to start any kind of business where they're selling a product that they're passionate about, are there just like one or two things that they just need to keep in mind to help them like keep going and then achieve success? Number one, you are the person that's stopping you. Nothing Mm -hmm. is stopping you. You are the most privileged person in the world because you're you and you just get out there and have faith in yourself and and know that confidence is not something people wait around for confidence but mm-hmm. confidence is something that comes when you do it so mm-hmm. once you get out there and you jump and you get out there and you do it that confidence comes so do it and the confidence comes don't just hold on to it just do it stop holding mm-hmm. yeah great um, advice <laughs> 
Yeah, that's it's like people that's hold like, on to stuff. Like <laughs> you've been trying to hold on to this for ten years. Why don't, why don't you just do it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but now you're right. People are like, and then they get mad when they see somebody else has done their idea, and it's like, well, you've been right. holding on to it for ten years. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Exactly. Exactly. Just get out there and do it and perfect it. People get away from that. I, it has to be perfect before I put it out. My when we came out with these facial bars, girl, they look a mess. A mess. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> now they look like little cute cupcakes. But no, when we first started, I didn't know I didn't know anything about doing molds. They came, mm. they looked a mess. We were cutting them with knives, and I just wanted to get out there and go to these farmers markets and sell them. And you perfect it on the way. Know right. that your product or service is not going to be perfect initially. You're going to perfect it. I, I read somebody, I don't know what book this was, but she said that if your product is perfect and you are not ashamed of it, that means that you waited too long. Mm. You waited too you should have yeah. been out there a long time ago when you could have been ashamed of it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, I so no, that is so true. And it's interesting when you talk about like the molds and everything like that. It just kind of makes me think of other questions because you know, how did that evolve? Like, did you just like as far as your product, did you just kind of like listen to customer feedback and then, or look at kind of like other brands and then just figure out like, Ooh, I need to change my packaging. Ooh, I need a mold. Like, Ooh, I need to make this portion larger or smaller or, Ooh, I need to like change my prices. Like, how did you figure all that out? It was all customer driven. It was not about the, the market for skincare and beauty is so saturated. So yeah. it was not about the competitors and what the competitors were doing. It was so customer driven and it's still customer driven. I still talk to my customers. What do you like? What don't you like? What can we do to improve, especially with customer service? But mm-hmm. um, it was all customer driven. So if they like, the the idea for the mold for our facial bars came from a little old lady who, who was like, I think you should try this. And I did. And it was wonderful and great. So it was really customer driven because they're the people who are going to be buying it and I need to satisfy them. Mm, yeah, that totally makes sense. And then are you too, are you um like for the future, are you thinking about like, also getting into um, like different natural stores or like bigger stores like Target. Like what is, what does the future look like for you for Simple Beauty Naturals? Absolutely not. And I'm Mm. saying that right now because I, I know I didn't go into my background in too much detail, but I also used to own a hip hop magazine. And this is when I graduated from undergrad um, when I had my first corporate position, I, I was a financial analyst. I started a hip hop magazine, which is crazy for a financial analyst, but anyway, right. <laughs> like started- totally different. Yeah. <laughs> totally different. But I was, um, we were distributed in tower Rec. You know, this is when record stores mattered. So tower mm. records, Virgin records, all of these big record store chains and people look at that and they think, Oh, they're doing well, but mm-hmm. yeah. But you know what? <laughs> they're taking se- they're taking sometimes sixty percent 
usually yeah. 40%, but they're taking 60% of our sales. And if we don't sell all of these magazines, they're going to give them back to us or they're going to move them. They're going to mark them down and put them on sale. That is, we are not interested in being in retail chains at all. Oh. We mm. do not want to have to compete with larger brands like Unilever or um, L'Oreal or all the companies mm-hmm. that can, can can compete and have the money to be right. on those shelves right there and have the money to be marked down to 50 cents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we mm-hmm. want to go directly to our customer base and that's what we are continuing to focus on. Yeah, totally makes sense. And then also, I just wanted to ask you, like, are there like one or two things people should know or keep in mind when they are looking for and purchasing um, natural products? Number one, you have to go internally. And this is before you even go purchase your natural products. Go internally and do an evaluation on you. Drink some water. (laughs) You need to be drinking half your body weight in ounces of water a day. So if you weigh 150 pounds, you need to be drinking 75 ounces of water a day. That eight glasses of water is out the window. (laughs) Unless you weigh weigh 128 pounds, you don't need to be drinking eight glasses of water. No wonder I have acne. (laughs) What'd you say? I said, no wonder I have acne. Because I'm nowhere near drinking enough water. (laughs) Water is everything. I mean, I can't tell you how many skin consultations I've done. And I'm like, how much water do you drink? Water? What do you mean? Like juice? No, water, (laughs) water, water. (laughs) And people don't drink water. You have to drink water. Your body is not 70% juice. It's 70% water. So drink water. But when you go to the stores and this is another thing I'm I, I know I'm gabbing off at the mouth but I'm sorry <laughs> no, no this is good stuff good thing. stuff you go to, thank you when you go to the stores know that those products that sit on the shelves and this is another reason why we won't be in retail stores those products that sit on the shelves cannot be all natural 60 to 70 percent of what you put on your skin goes into your bloodstream. So your products should be food grade and as food grade as possible. And if a Mm. product is sitting on a shelf for a year, it is not food grade. Generally, it is not going to be healthy for you if it's sitting Mm. on that shelf for a year. Now, some like lipsticks have a shelf life of a year, but I'm just talking about like a scrub, a sugar scrub or something. So Mm -hmm. pay attention to the ingredients, but also pay attention to how long that product can last and Mm. whether or not you can eat product, because if you can't eat it, it probably should not be going on your skin. So look at those ingredients and see if they're edible. Mm. Yeah. No, that's some good advice. I'm like, I need to step up my game because I can't eat anything I put on my face (laughs) and I drink like four glasses of water a day, maybe. (laughs) So Uh, terrible. (laughs) I mean, four four glasses of water, uh uh-uh, that's 32, that's what, 32 ounces, that means you weigh 64 pounds. (laughs) Which I know that's not true. Second grade or 
<laughs> but yeah, so now I think those are like really super, like really, really good tips because I, you know, and I do think it's so important to go, you know, as I've gotten older, I've realized like the the importance of going all natural. So I, I'm, I'm loving all of these tips. Um, but I just have, so I just have a couple of wrap up questions. The first one is, have you found your passion? Um, if so, what is it? If not, what are you doing to discover it? My passion has always been entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. always been entrepreneurship since a child. Like some people were trying to, girls were planning out their weddings. I was planning out what I will own. So, <laughs> 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 like, like a wedding. No, I want to own that building. I want to own this, 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 this. I'm going to have a store. So, yes, I found my passion a long time ago. Entrepreneurship. Yeah, that's great. And then what is one thing you cannot live without? Running. Oh, wow. Mm. Yes, running. I also have a, a running podcast. I didn't mention that one. But running is so essential because it helps me to clear my mind. And I think as an entrepreneur, it can be so stressful because mm-hmm. you have to wake up knowing. I heard an entrepreneur say this. You have to wake up knowing that something bad may happen. Oh, <laughs> like wow. every, every day as an entrepreneur. So yeah. you have to. I, so I run to relieve that stress. Mm. No, that's great. And then where can everyone find you? Can you let them know like your website, your social media handles, your podcast, like anything that you want them um, to know about you and your business? Okay. You can find us at simplebeautynaturals.com. That's naturals with an S, simplebeautynaturals.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Simple Beauty Naturals or Aja Yasir, which is A-J-A, last name Y-A-S-I-R. Um, and Facebook, of course, Simple Beauty Naturals and the podcast, Simple Beauty <laughs> Naturals podcast. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I thank you again for coming on to the show. I am going to now drink more water. <laughs> and clearly I need to try one of these face bars to get my face on point. Um, so now you've got dropped um, a lot of knowledge bombs. So thank you again for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. I know I sure enjoyed talking to Aja. Learned a lot of great tips there. And yes, folks, I will drink more water. I am terrible. I am so terrible because this is the thing. I'm just going to put this out there. I need water to be ice cold. If it's not ice cold, I'm going to sip it and I'm not going to drink it. I just can't. I've tried. I've tried to force myself to drink more water. It has to be ice cold. So a couple months ago, I actually did buy a swell water bottle, which keeps the water cold. I think it's for... 24 hours because I think it's like you can keep stuff hot for 12 and I think cold for 24. So I just put like a ton of ice in there and then I just drink ice cold water all day. So I found that I drink more water when I remember to bring my swell water bottle to work. So I am, I am trying to get better because I know that's like what everybody says, what the doctor says, drink more water, drink more water. So yes, 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 yes. 
But uh, I really just enjoyed uh, how she was kind of open and honest about kind of how she uh, grew this business and the things that worked for her. So I really enjoyed hearing her path and her journey. And I hope you guys did too. Please give me your feedback. And remember, I will not have an episode Memorial Day, so I'll catch you guys in a couple of weeks. But if you haven't listened to all the episodes, please go back and have a listen. And if you don't already, follow me on social media because I'm always there either uh, posting videos because I'm still doing that 100 Days of Niche, which is part of the 100 Day Project. So I'm posting a video a day. So you can see the videos on Instagram at Niche Snow. And I try to post them as soon as possible to YouTube. And if you go over to YouTube and type in Niche Snow or Studio 78, I should come right up. Um, but also follow me over at Facebook, fb.com slash Studio 78 Podcast. And for the Twitter folks out there, because I still love Twitter, um, you can find me at Nishay Snow. So just keep in touch if you find any things that you think I like, like business links or health links or anything you think I should share with people, tag me and be like, hey, Nishay, check this out. I love um, having conversations on social media. So please be sure to tag me in that. All right. And as always, if you could do me a solid and give me a five-star rating on iTunes, that really helps people find the show. You can head on over to uh, nishaysnow.com slash iTunes. It'll take you right over there and you'll see the little rating area where you can rate me five stars. You can go into your podcast app on your Apple phone and you can uh, find Studio 78 Podcasts and rate me in there. If you are an Android person, I believe Stitcher will allow you to rate me. So if you go to nishaysnow.com Stitcher and open the Stitcher app, you can rate me on there. And if for some reason you're using another app and you cannot rate me, you know, I always tell people, please, if you see me post something, if you could share it, like it, like all of that really helps people discover the podcast. And for those of you guys who already do it, I really appreciate it. It goes a really long way. All right. So have an amazing morning, noon, or night, and I'll be in touch. Wow, Nashay is such a wonderful interviewer, isn't she? Please go over and subscribe to Studio 78. You will be so blown away by all of these wonderful guests that she always has on the show. You'll be inspired. You'll get some business tips if you're in business. Go check the show out right now and subscribe. And also go to simplebeautynaturals.com to pick up your natural skincare and cosmetic goodies, all unscented, all vegan and vegetarian. I'll catch you next time.